Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode. And if you read the title of this video and you see who's joining me today, then we've got double the trouble on our hands. <laughs> welcome, my guest today, two of my favorites, Mr. John Brennan and Miss Irene Sutner. How are you two doing? Hello. Hello, hello. I'm great. doing great. Yeah. Has it feel like it's been a while since you've seen each other, or did you guys just get done filming a show recently? Um, it seems Both. like yesterday, huh? Yeah. We just we just got done filming a show together, but oddly enough, um, it's been three months since it finished airing, and it's been eight months since we actually filmed it. Is that right? How do you how how did you guys feel about how the whole thing unfolded? Now that you've kind of had time to process it, now it got stopped on filming or done airing rather a couple months ago, so everybody's kind of had a chance to watch it and digest it. How does it feel now that the whole thing's played out? Um, well, I'll go first here because I think that it wasn't what we signed up for. It really mm -hmm. wasn't. You know, we were we were told different things that, you know, they want to basically show your life of where you're at now with the chance that we we're going to talk about things that happened in the past. And I think the things that happened in the past just overtook the whole show and didn't really showcase John, you know, and, and him being a mentor and me, you know, living a, um, a different life as not as a law enforcement. Beth A, you know, what she does in her life, what was going on with Beth S that no one talked about at all, what was going on in her personal life. Um, you know, and David, they touched a little bit on what was going on with him and, and Glenn, it was like, Glenn wasn't even there, you know, so, <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, right? It, that's the way it was, you know? So in, in the long run, I think it was just a bunch of bullshit because we should have been showcased a lot more for who we are because people were even asking that, like the scene where, you know, where you baptize Beth, people were like, why did that not make it? Mm. You know, so, so you're saying it, it seemed like that uh, when it aired, or it seemed like that when we lived in the house. Did you feel well, that when, way? Well, yeah, I think there was a lot of focus on the drama, no matter what, and yeah. less focus on who we are as people. Yeah, I just felt like that out of eight episodes. Okay, there's eight homecoming episodes, twenty nine, almost thirty years after the the original experience. That. You know, it's just just say one very good looking roommate who happened to be from Kentucky became an ordained <laughs> pastor. Let's just say he became an ordained pastor of the gospel of Jesus Christ. OK, yes. Yes. And then and then another roommate who was the token lesbian roommate in the 90s, you know, was married to a man with children and, and, and still identifies as a lesbian, but is a Christ follower. OK, mm -hmm. and, 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 and a, a very professed Christian churchgoer believer in the Lord. And then they reconnected in a reunion and said, hey, John, would you baptize me in the hot tub of the loft that we lived in 30 years ago and are staying in again for a homecoming? And then that baptism occurred. But that would make the episode. I just cannot imagine. I cannot imagine a scenario where that did not get included. Yet we had 4.9 episodes of, of David and Tammy fighting about race, which is something we never fought about. We fought about everything. But that. except race we never thought about race and uh that's what kind of dominated our homecoming and, and then there were so many things that were left out beth s's um uh, husband had brain tumor surgery the week before we moved into the homecoming house never mentioned they came over to the house with her beautiful children never mentioned uh, I, I mentor a black 19 year old who basically is a son to me i'm basically a father figure to him uh, they, when they came here to my home in this very room a week before we went to LA to film the homecoming, he was on camera. He, we went to church together. We sat on the couch and, uh, you know, Hey, Cam, tell John what he's meant to you in your life. And, and never mentioned that I did missionary work in Africa for 10 years. Never mentioned that I have, you know, a, a, a young man that I take in as my son, who's now a college athlete and, and mentored for three years. And, just those were stories that should have been told. Those are those are portions. Glenn's family flew from Philadelphia and spent a week or something in L.A., came to our mm -hmm. house for three or four hours, got grown uh, children, 
and they're beautiful people. They're awesome. And never mentioned that, that Glenn has beautiful grown children that came to the house and spent three hours on a rooftop with us. It was just disappointing that those things didn't get told because, you know, as a viewer and a fan of the show, those are the updates. I mean, it, it was when you watch the show, it's like Glenn wasn't there. I mean, okay, David threw a pair at Glenn, and that's all we know about Glenn, except for the mouse, <laughs> the, the, the mouse and the Eric Nisa tent, you know? Well, no, the yeah. Rice Krispies as well, you forgot to mention. Oh, yeah. that's right, the Rice Krispies. That, sure. was, that was actually a very, very dominant factor. But, uh, I mean, it's just there, there was just so many things that, that should have and could have been told. Um, Beth S.'s husband's a good friend of mine, and, you know, for him to come to the house, and we played cornhole for an hour and a half. And, After you know, brain with, surgery. Yeah, wow. yeah, and with Tammy out there on the sidewalk playing cornhole, that that would have been great for the world to see. And they never even, not, not only did they not get to see it, they didn't even get told that it happened. Right. It was just weird. So do we feel like this was like a motive for them and why they chose to, I guess, portray it in this light? In like I, I one particular focus, it felt like? I think they felt like they had um, uh, a, a, a certain amount of They had of a storyline. They had a story and they mm -hmm. didn't have forever to tell it. And so the, the peripheral things that happened were kind of neat and cool, but it didn't fit into what their storyboard was and what they already knew had to be included. Right. I feel like that's just like reality TV and just how it is now. It's like, what's like the marketing <laughs> story that's going to draw like viewership in their eyes, you know, like what is reality TV today when you think of it? Drama, right? And I feel like maybe that's where they were coming from and why they chose that. Now, for me personally, like all the points you just listed, like speak volumes. Like I would have loved to see what you guys just obviously spoke about with what didn't make air. But, you know, through their eyes, I feel like that's maybe where their heads were at and that they felt like the Tammy and David thing was dramatic and that's what would have drove viewership. I you know, I well, can't really speak I, for them, though. I think I think that Tammy was the dominant story of the show. I mean, that mm -hmm. everything was going to revolve around Tammy. And we kind of sensed that before we arrived, I think. And we were still okay with it because we thought, well, we'll get to see everybody and it'll be fun and, you know, whatever, 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 you know. But it it, it really became clear that that the uh, the production was centered around her, too. It wasn't, it wasn't just, well, you know... <laughs> and it also was clear when she walked around the house and said, you guys wouldn't have a damn show if it weren't for me. <laughs> she literally said that. Yeah, she did literally <laughs> say that out she loud a couple of times. Yeah, I'm like, and, okay, uh, all right, thanks, Tammy. Yeah. But, you know, you, you hit on something, Mike. You said, you know, what reality TV is like now. And the reality TV now is nothing. It doesn't even resemble what we went through. I mean, in 1993, we didn't have cell phones. We didn't have pagers. As a matter of fact, the internet was kind of new. We did not have the internet in our house. And uh, I had never even surfed the internet in 1993. <laughs> I mean, honestly, we were still on AOL dial-up and you saw yeah. commercials. But, I mean, so, I mean, that, the world was different. We, we would have a landline and we would call a guy named Matt, who's become a dear friend to all of us and still is. And, hey, this is what I'm doing today. I'm planning on walking on the beach. All my roommates would say, well, I'm getting in my car. And John doesn't have a car, but I'm getting in my car and I'm driving to my <laughs> I'm driving to my work. I'm driving to my mm. apartment to get some things and I'm going to meet a friend for dinner. And we would tell them what we're doing and they'd say, okay, well, we're going to join you at three o'clock. And so, you know, pause here and let us come with the camera crew. And we, and, and, and that's not at all what happens in reality TV. You know, my mom watches all these shows about which house are we going to buy and renovate and all this stuff. And, <laughs> Me too. Uh, yeah, I, I'm watching this, Irene. I'm watching this, and these, these, these this couple sitting at a picnic table outdoors in a lake behind them, and they're wearing solid color pastel T-shirts. Okay, because you have to wear that; it's good for the camera. And and they're having this conversation. Well, I really like house number one, but house number two, blah 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 blah. And I'm sitting there going, I said, Mom, people don't have real conversations like this. This is so staged. This is not a real conversation. There's a producer sitting off camera saying, "Talk about house number one now. Talk about house number two. People don't have. Yeah conversations like that but back in the 90s when we were making reality tv we had organic authentic conversations and what they captured they captured and what they didn't they didn't there was never a time where they okay cameraman you, you know take it off your shoulder take a break irene now's a really good time for you to say to john what you said to me on the phone the other day yeah or happened but that happened at the homecoming daily yep over and over again
<laughs> and it's just, I mean, I think that's the way reality TV shows are made now. It's not the way that they begin to be made, which we know all too well. It was, it was haphazard. And, and, and if a cameraman missed something, uh, they would never say, hey, would you do that again? It would never be, hey, let us walk through the door and then get, get a shot of you coming out. It's like they got what they got and they missed what they missed. It was just really authentic. And, um, you know, I, I don't know that it bothers me the way that I feel like uh, reality TV shows are made now. I would just say it's a whole different animal. Like it doesn't even resemble the authenticity of, you know, the way that the real world and maybe another one or two shows were made back in the day. Mm-hmm. Did it feel like you guys were filming like the same reality show that you filmed back in the day? Or did it even from like a filming standpoint even feel different too? Oh, it totally felt different from a filming standby. I mean, um, the way the, the cameras were inside the house. I mean, we had these bright lights up above that we didn't have that before. And they would keep them on until we asked them to turn them off. Because when you're in your 50s, you do need to get seven to eight hours of sleep or you're just going to be a bitch the next day. And that's exactly the way it was. And then they turned it them is. on. It is. That's the exact the way my roommates were. That's, that's right. That is a good description <laughs> of the way my roommates woke up. I'm glad exactly. you said it, Mom. But here, you said something <laughs> funny. We didn't have bright lights back in in 93 they hadn't invented led lighting back then i mean you have to i mean listen to the things that we're saying they literally had not invented the led light bulb when we were doing this before so just night and day now it was a little bit similar i found it a little eerie and and uh nostalgic but also surreal that we're in the same house we're in the hallway of hallways having the same conversation about the thing that happened 30 years ago I'm sleeping in the exact same, not bed, but the exact same space under the same window mm-hmm. in the same room. It was, it was odd. It was eerie. It just being in the same house with the same people with a camera crew is like, this ain't right. Nobody does this in life, especially twice. So, I mean, it did feel nostalgic and it did feel, um, you know, like a reunion, but it also just felt like a dream. And this can't be real life. We cannot be back in the same house with these same <laughs> and people. he kept on saying that too over and over I again did. Like, are we here is this pinch me are we here watching these clips and <laughs> hi honey hi honey oh is that your husband no that no that was my son <laughs> that's really weird that was very so sorry <laughs> <laughs> it's okay i call him honey too it's <laughs> what was the hardest what, what was the hardest part of filming for you guys personally like if you had to say you mentioned the lights before like were there any other like tribulations just, i guess or trials i i guess it was just the lack of being in your own routine mm. you know because i mean i literally gained 10 pounds during those few weeks and that's a lot for a my, little my five fault. foot two yeah yeah and it was because we couldn't cook properly there there were a lot of flies. I mean, it was like the Amityville Horror with flies just everywhere. Well, and we, and the very first night we were there, we were so hot. It was August. And it there's was no so air hot. in the house. And we said, turn on oh. the air conditioner. And the producer finally just came out and said, guys, there's no air conditioner in this house. And we're like, yes, there is. We lived here. And then we and realized the we, lived there, we lived there January through June. We never lived there in August. We never experienced the California August heat in that house. And there Miserable. were mosquitoes and bugs, and we had to light citronella candles. And um, but I think I think to answer your question, you know, I'm 47. My roommates are all like 51, two, three, four, five. Much, much, way much older than I am, but not quite as mature. And, <laughs> I, I mean, no. As a 47 year old, 50 year old, you don't want to have a roommate anymore. Like you want your Mm-mm. own Mm-mm. shower, you want your own bed and bedroom. You don't. Want a camera crew in your, I mean, you know, we're, we're full grown now. So, yeah. Yeah. And 25, when we were 25 and 18, we didn't give a crap, you know, it's like, yeah. okay, yeah, this is fun. This yeah. Is we, fun. We, we were on MTV. We were on MTV. It's <laughs> exciting. And now it's like, now we're on streaming. <laughs> we're not even on VH1. We're on streaming now. <laughs> you guys were on MTV when the M and MTV actually still applied, you know, like when it was the cool channel. It yeah. was. We're no, the reason they quit playing music. Were that's you? What, that's what we've been, well, that's what we've been told. Music was such reason. a big part of our show, though. I mean, the, the soundtracks to uh, to the real world was, I mean, that, that was some great music. I mean, music was definitely incorporated into the real world. And, 
Mm-hmm. Um, that it kind of got more about the story and the experience of the real world and, and other other reality shows or other drama shows mm-hmm. that, um, you know, the whole network straight away from music. I mean, they're honestly, uh, musical artists aren't even making music videos quite like they were in the 90s. It's just not a, a tool. Now it's get a record out and stream it on SoundCloud. And, um, right. you know, who's going to go to the expense of a music video? There's not even a lot of anybody uh, watching. Who's watching? Yeah, put it on. Put it on YouTube, but it's just not like you're flipping channels. You're going to land on MTV and find a video. Right. No, the videos were going on MTV. Is when people would find video. Yeah. So I want to bring it back to Tammy now, since we mentioned it before. When she guys first arrived, right, and everyone's like greeting each other and you know hugs and kisses. How you doing? Like, was it like an ominous feeling at first? Like when uh, you know you guys, well, her in particular. Like, did it take a while for her to kind of warm up, if at all? Like with you guys, or we're still. I'm still waiting. I don't know about you, (laughs) Tammy. Tammy. Tammy and warm. I mean, if you if you ever watch this, Tammy. Tammy and warming up is not, they, they don't go together. Like she, she'll tell you, no, I don't, I don't do that. I don't warm up to people. And so, you know, there's a lot that we don't see until it airs. And we didn't see, we had no preview of the show. So the first episode, when she arrived first, and, and then I arrived second, and then here's, you know, Tammy pretending to greet us. Hi y'all. It's so good to see you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's like, and it's like, <laughs> Oh, that, that is so fake. I mean, it was kind of funny. It was kind of funny. It was honest. funny. It was but what, what was funny to me, I know it was funny to the viewers, but what was funny to me is, okay, that's really Tammy. Like, that's Tammy pretending to be excited, pretending to be genuine to see, you know, to see us. I mean, that was, that was actually authentic Tammy. And you know, I, had, I had a really, you know, nice moment with her. It was just totally ordinary. She was doing laundry and she asked if she could do our towels for us. And I'm like, what? And so that was like, I'm like, oh. There she is. I knew she was there somewhere. Mm-hmm. It only lasted for a few seconds, but I did see a moment of actual, you know, caring for somebody. And yeah. that kind of took me by surprise. When she lets down her guard and she's just her normal self that's that's unguarded, mm-hmm. she's very likable. Her laugh is 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 hilarious. I mean, yep. you can tell when Tammy laughs or when something something's really tickled her and she's like, <laughs> you know. And it's like, ah, there it is. There's Tammy that's come out of her shell a little bit. And um, she's, she's guarded. She's just very guarded. And, and she doesn't let people close. And, you know, it's like Beth. When Beth came in the house, she's like, Tammy, can I give you a hug? And she's like, mm, okay. And we said, <laughs> hey, if, if David shows up, uh, we all knew he was coming. But I don't know if she officially knew. Or I think we all knew. But, you know, I, so we asked her, Tammy, are you going gonna to hug him? She goes, oh, I don't know if I'm going to hug him. Well, David comes around the corner and. <laughs> and so they hugged and she's like hi okay so i mean she doesn't she's not a hugger she's not a hugger she's not a person that wants um you in her space. life closely yeah as a matter of fact she says she says to us, okay, y'all, y'all get my number from john but don't call me text me but don't text me a lot text me like john does which is merry christmas and you know maybe one other time throughout the year and <laughs> And so she, you know, that, that she made it clear that that's the relationship she wanted with us. She didn't want a call or text every, well, she didn't want to call ever. And <laughs> she, she, she even tweeted that the other day. She's like, don't call me, text mm-hmm. me. And I'm probably not answering. And it's like, that's just true for her. I mean, she, she has a circle of people in her life that she wants to be close to and everybody else. She just doesn't want to be close to. And, and she's honest about that. Give her credit for honesty. Yeah. I don't blame her. Not at Did- all. Did she let her guard down at any point? Did you guys feel like where you could pinpoint and be like, all right, I think we're turning a corner here. Or was it always just kind of stagnant the entire duration of your filming? Well, I think for, I I didn't see that. And I slept in the same room with her. I mean, Mm. pretty much when the lights went out, it was like I was by myself in there. And um, (laughs) (laughs) even though she was across the room right there from me. And so I never I never felt that at all. I didn't even feel that with her the first time when we lived together. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, I was busy. We're all busy doing our own thing when we were I, in 93. I think it was predetermined uh, for her, what she was going to divulge. Like for instance, she knew we were going to talk about the David Tammy hallway incident. She knew that she knew the blanket. So she knew that she was going to confess to everybody. Hey, I've, I've got this 
eating disorder. I've got, you know, body dysmorphia. I don't like the way my body looks. I didn't like it then. I don't like it now. And she even said, I'm probably going to pop a laxative today. And so that was her predetermined, um, what she was going to allow to be known about her. I don't think she's off the cuff opening herself up in the moment. No, but long before she ever came to the homecoming, I think she, you know, had determined to herself, I'm going to tell my roommates the reason that that whole thing bothered me way more than it maybe uh, should have, or, or could have appeared to. And, and um, it, it, it's, it's selective. It's selective what she decides to, uh, you know, let, let you know. Yeah. Well, when I chatted with Beth A a couple months ago, um, she seemed to think that like and tried to look at it through like almost like a silver lining type of perspective with Tammy, although like she didn't really feel like she entirely opened up to you guys in that aspect. She felt like by looking at the fact of her coming to film with you guys was like big for her personally, at least because she felt like Tammy in her own way was like trying to help out maybe I don't know Beth in her case with like money purposes and stuff like that but I don't know well I think she gave the reason why she did come back because her husband did say look it's coming full circle all right you you gotta you gotta be humble and give thanks to where you came from so it was a good idea for her to come back and finish it you know, because and I think that's what her her husband actually convinced her to do it. Oh, yeah. that's and what she told me. And no matter what she ends up doing, I mean, she's done some a lot of TV and she's doing a lot of projects now, sitcoms and and lots of projects. I mean, lots of projects on lots of different networks. She's always going to have started on the real world and the real world as a franchise is a big deal. I mean, it's just there's 30 some odd eight. I don't know, 40 maybe mm-hmm. ser- seasons of it now so i mean it was groundbreaking and no matter what she goes on to do or what any of us go on to do it's always going to be we first saw you on the real world i mean that's where we first saw tammy it's where we first saw john i read mm-hmm. that that that's that's where you started so i mean no matter how small that might be in comparison to what you're doing now it's still where you started so it, it's cool to come back i mean i don't know she says she had to be talked into it but let's face it it's a pretty neat idea. I mean, I didn't have to think about it. Uh, I, I wanted to do it immediately, and I, you know, orchestrated the rally. I had to find some roommates. I had to convince some roommates. I, we had to keep all the glue together when some roommates decided not to be part of it. I mean, it was mm-hmm. it was a very long process. And then the it network was stressful had to decide, up until that point. The network had to decide: Are we still going to do LA without you know everybody's uh, participation? And and we didn't talk to Tammy, and we didn't you know if Tammy was involved, we didn't want to scare her away so no one contacted her um and 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 you know we didn't know if she was in or she was out and we you know so it was just it was just uh we were we wanted it to happen because it's a cool thing i mean honestly it was, it was a cool thing what did the domino? <laughs> <laughs> yeah what did, what did the domino effect look like once this thing was kind of coming into motion with like who was signing on and who was signing off like you two in particular i mean john you just said that you were like a Sure bet. Was it as clear cut for you, Irene? Uh, yeah, it was. Because when they first asked back in, um, when was it, John? November, December? December 6th of 2020. Right. That's I was a pile. yes. I was a yes right then and there. And so was John. And of course, Beth S. was. Yeah. Um, and I mean, we, we kind of all rallied together without David and Tammy. And we had Glenn, Beth. Beth and Beth S and John and myself. And we had to find we had to find David. Like no one had spoke to him and nobody had a number on him. We tra- we actually tracked him down on Facebook Messenger, and mm-hmm. I literally, you know, like repeatedly messaged him. Hey David, what's up? It's John. How you doing? Of you know, we were friends on Facebook, but nobody uses Facebook anymore, and I didn't have a, a good way to contact. I, I know. I, well, I mean, John, I come on now. Okay, nobody that's cutting edge uses. They don't use Instagram. <laughs> It's all about Snapchat and TikTok now. And, yeah. but anyway, okay, and so I'm, I'm like, hey, hey, David, listen, they want us to do a reunion. We got to get everybody on board. No one knows where you are. They actually want to pay us this time. And I mean, I'll be I'll be really honest with you. Uh, the pay, which we can't discuss with you, but it was significant. It was it was it was great. It was money that we deserved over 30 years. And it was money that they didn't pay us back in the day. And it was like, this is our chance to cash in a little bit 
on the fact that we are this, you know, novelty, that we are this person that that's known for having done this groundbreaking thing, but never was really compensated well for it. Now they want to compensate us, you know, fairly, at least, you know, well, and, and it, it's money that we needed. And so I want to, I want to go and do this thing. I want to see Irene. I want to reconnect. I want to live in a beach house in LA. I want to be back on TV. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I like being on TV. I like the attention. I mean, I really do. I like being on a reality show. It's fun. <laughs> I'd be lying to you if I told you it's not fun. It's fun to be <laughs> on the shows and, and, uh, you know, do these crazy things and, um, have great conversations and meet people you wouldn't meet. It, it, it's a great experience. And, um, anyway, David's like, yeah, yeah, I could, I could use that in my life right now. And so not everybody, you know, and we were scared to contact Tammy. Of course I had her number, but maybe not everybody did. And I didn't want to scare her off. So mm. I didn't dare contact her. And I asked the production, I'm like, have y'all talked to Tammy? Because, uh, well, that was their job to do that. Not that it was, it was With their her. job. And, and I was just trying to get from them. Yeah. We contacted her and she's on, I wanted to know. And they weren't really given big hints, but I had a, a, a good idea that they, you know, wouldn't really be doing the show without certain people. Mm-hmm. Was Aaron and Dominic ever part of the discussions or were they uh, kind of just a no from the start? Oh, they were approached. They, they were approached. approached. De- uh, Aaron was a absolutely 100 percent. No, don't talk to me about this again. Right. Um, we, we we talked to him and he was very friendly and, and would, would have been glad to see us. Um off camera, which uh, we actually had dinner with him. We did after yeah. after the homecoming was over and before everybody flew out. Of course, Glenn and I were the only ones flying out, but we all got together and had dinner. And Aaron just said, "No cameras, right? This is just us. No cameras, nobody except." And I said, "It's just you know five roommates, no camera, no anybody else." And and he he couldn't wait for that. He loved that. It was a it was a it was a great meal. It was and, so and nice I- to see him. And Dominic came too, but Dominic was uh, in and out and in and out and in and, and his employer was just like, professionally, this is not a good look for you know us as an organization, and we're, we we just tell you it'd be frowned upon if you do this. And so he really didn't need the money and he really didn't want the attention, but he wanted it to happen for the rest of us because he knew that yeah, we he'd make it to happen. So in the end. He was a no, and we thought, oh, man, they're not going to do this show without Dominic. But they did, and uh, I'm glad that they went ahead without him, but it wasn't the same uh, without him. And uh, to be honest with you, I get a lot of tweets, and why didn't Dominic and Aaron do the show? And immediately I I respond, did you watch the show? Well, yeah. I'm like, that's why they didn't do the show. Like. (laughs) They, they, I mean, honestly, they were Ever the optimistic one, are we, John? Oh, on, on he's right, though. Two, on day two, we're, ta- we're talking. I wish everyone would say what you just said. He's right, though. That was just such a short, little, concise sentence that was just beautiful. I love hearing that. I mean, day two, we're, we're, we're hashing through the, the Blinken incident, which was ugly and brutal and people crying and screaming and cussing and Dominic would have left the house that moment and said, this is exactly why I didn't want to be here. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is not, it's not professional. It doesn't make us look like adults. This is painful. This is immature. This is gruesome. I mean, he, if he had decided to do the show, I don't think he would have lasted 24 hours. I really right. don't. Wow. So for Dominic, he made the right decision because yeah. knowing what his concerns were. Um, but for me, you know, I'm not, I'm not working for, a corporation, you know, I'm, I'm trying to have a country music come back and I work at a church. So for me, it was a chance to get on and say, yeah, I'll baptize you if you believe in Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'll tell you what I've been doing. Yeah, I'll sing a song with you, Irene, on the rooftop. It was a it was a perfect fit for me, but not a good idea for everybody. Yeah. And despite like the amount of things that I feel like should have probably been included and that weren't and, you know, obviously like from talking with Beth, she even said that uh, I think you guys were supposed to do 10 episodes or something, and they only did eight, I believe. Um, anyways, well, I dig- we, heard the, we heard the magic number 10, but... <laughs> I, I digress, but the point I'm trying to get out of here is despite, like, some pivotal things being left out, from what I've gathered, from, like, the perception, what the fans... I've seen, like, a lot of people call, like, your guys' show the best thing that has been put out on Paramount Plus so far out of the four... BMP shows that have come out in the last year between the two all-star shows and the two homecoming shows. So that's going to pose my next question to you guys. How has the perception been like for you two personally? You know, I mean, it's 
probably a big change of pace from what you guys have been used to in years past. I mean, you've both get the blue check on social media now. And um, <laughs> how, how's that perception been? You guys been getting good tweets, bad tweets in between. How is, uh, how's it been for you guys? Mm, you know, I don't read the one thing my, my, um, my husband and my kids say, don't go look at the comments. And John told me that too. Don't look at the comments. And some, I, I got some mean things said, but it's just, you know, the power of the internet block, you know, I ain't talking to you. And in the long run for me, it's, it's been all positive, lots of positive feedback. I love it. Um, you know, I'm able to show who I am as a person through social media. And I think that speaks way more than what they showed on the show. So I'm getting some positive, you know, reaction from it all uh, personally for my business. And I'm helping a lot of people. I'm helping Mm -hmm. a lot of people. And that just brings me so much joy. And um, so that's the positive thing on the show. The negative thing, someone posted, yeah, Irene and her wig. I'm like, what? Wig? (laughs) Yeah. My daughter saw that and stuff. And she just kind of laughed and you know, so just little stupid things like that. But for the most part, everything's been good. I mean, I get such good feedback about John as well. And, um, you know, and the other castmates. And it's it's been good. I'm, I'm very thankful well, and grateful. I get a lot of great feedback when I look at Irene's thread and all of her followers. Uh, if you look at Tammy's thread and Tammy's followers, I don't get good feedback. So you know, <laughs> you, it, 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 it just depends on which crowd that you're looking at. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know. It's like uh, you can read one thread and it's, oh, John, you are the sweetest, most kind, compassionate, understanding. You really listen before you speak. And then you can, John, you are, you are the same immature little jerk that you were 30 years. I'm like, which one? Maybe I'm somewhere in between because I, I don't know what to believe here. Let me go with the good side because it just depends on which crowd is, is flapping. Right. At the time. Yeah. Tammy's followers. I'm the Mexican Karen. You know, I'm the, one of the first Karens. I'm oh. like, OK, awesome. All right. Well, now I got a new title. You know, and and I'm like, it's just ridiculous when I hear that stuff. So I don't even pay attention to it. Actually, I don't even follow Tammy anymore on um, Instagram because I was getting some mean stuff from a lot of her followers. So I'm like, yeah, I don't need that. Yeah, I mean, we're following her. That block button's undefeated in case you guys didn't know that never loses. So if you guys feel the need to go press that, you know, getting any hate. Sometimes it's interesting. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it's it's earned. You know, uh, <clears throat> and I know this podcast will live on the internet for a really long time, but something that happened, uh, you know, 40 hours ago was uh, I was looking at tweets and I saw the hashtag of the Oscars. And so I turned on the Oscars just in time to watch the, uh, the Chris Rock comments. And then, you know, Will Smith come up and slap him. And of course, everybody's talking about that right now. And um, he, First of all, those are two of my favorite people uh, you know, on TV. Mm. I love both of them mm. so much. So my, my heart was hurt. I'm like, oh, man, these guys, they're, they, I'm sure they're great friends. So this is, you know, this is, this is a joke. And then when you realize, okay, awkward, this is not a joke, then, you know, it became, it became like wounding. Like, you're like, oh, that didn't just happen. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And so now everybody's talking about it. And this is what I'll say about it. If that would have been... In a private setting, probably nothing, you know, it might have been, hey, uh, Chris, let me talk to you for a minute. I thought that was rude what you said about my wife. Don't don't talk about my wife. I'm serious, man. But when you have cameras pointed at you and there's a Mm. whole room full of people looking for your reaction, okay, it's not unlike living on a reality show. Mm -hmm. Because I can have a conversation with a roommate about something. And if, if it was at dinner with no cameras, no problem, no problem. I mean, we can, okay, you know what? I disagree with you. Yes. I'll have another, you know, whatever. Uh, but you put them, you know, in the Dolby theater with live television cameras. And now my wife is rolling her eyes mad that you just said that it's like, mm-hmm. I got re- to respond because there's a camera pointed at me and it's like, Man, it, was that a genuine reaction? I mean, do I do I feel like that was really Will Will Smith's heart? Probably not. I mean, I never heard of him acting that way before. I, I, I he's probably my favorite actor. I think he's awesome. I love Chris Rock as a comedian. To be honest, I wish they were best friends. I mean, I'd like to think in my heart that they'd <laughs> friends with her, and maybe they'll end up best friends. But I didn't realize that they weren't. 
And so I just think that anytime, anytime you point a camera at somebody, that it demands um, inauthentic reaction. And I think that's what happened when uh, Tammy looked at David and said, well, that's a slave mentality. You disagree with me about a race issue. So that's a slave mentality. And uh, so you can just go on and keep on picking your cotton. And, <laughs> well. and so that's why, and everybody tweets me, oh, John, you were, <clears throat> you're Mr. Peaceful, but you didn't step in. Why didn't you step in and defend Yeah, why didn't Tammy? we all step in? And I'm I like, I didn't, I didn't step in and defend Tammy because she created that tension. And that whole mess. Well, why mm -hmm. didn't you step in and, and why didn't you step in and, and defend David, who was getting bullied? I'm like, because David's 51 years old, and David <laughs> created a lot of that tension too. Okay, he didn't. I'm not. So what? We're did not you there do? to like police them and <clears throat> protect each one from each other. That that wasn't our job there to do. So mm -hmm. so I stood in the kitchen and talked to Irene about how big I like my hamburgers to be. That's and right. Course, he said and Glenn's making right. Rice Krispie treats. <laughs> and so we're like, why were you talking about Rice Krispie treats when this was going on? I'm like. Because when people act stupid, I let them act stupid. And when they do it on television, I'd rather be in the other room talking about Rice Krispie exactly. Treats. Exactly. And that's exactly. why. And so what? I'm going to call my husband on speakerphone, who happens to live in Houston, but he's just a mile away. Mm -hmm. And he's going to be here in five minutes because we're on television. I'm like, yep. How, how, how real is the? But are you going to be authentic, John? Are you going to be real and open up? Yes, I'm going to be real, but not all of us are going to be real. We're going to fabricate stuff because we're on television. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter if you're on the Oscars or if you're on a real world homecoming. When there's a, po a camera pointed at you, people do stupid things they wouldn't otherwise do. Absolutely. Yeah, I, th I think that situation, not to get off topic of your guys' show, but I think like the Will Smith situation was one of those things when you've got an entire crowd of people and a national audience watching you. It's like... Oh, you're not a man if you don't go and defend your woman or something like that. You know, that's mm -hmm. what it boils down mm -hmm. to. But I feel like, mm -hmm. like to John's point, had that been in a private setting, it's probably doesn't end with a slap. If I had to make an estimate, but but I, right. I got plug my I got plug my computer and my battery's about to die. I'll be right back. <laughs> <It'll> be good. <laughs> we won't miss you yeah. too much. Don't worry. That was a little disheartening to see, you know, because. Just like us, when I went on TV, I had certain responsibilities to my family, to my husband and his career to not make an ass of myself. All right. And with Will Smith, he is a mentor figure, whether he likes it or not, to a lot of young men. And that is just giving another young man an excuse to go and defend his girlfriend because Will Smith did it. You know, so that was my problem right there with that. And I know Miss, you know, Miss Smith herself, she can take care of herself. She, I don't, just like me, I don't think I need my husband to come down to defend me because I was in an argument with John at the house. There's no way in heck I would ever call my husband to do that. So, well, I just felt like he was waiting in the wings to come by the minute Tammy called for, yeah. you know, it, it, he was, it was on just, standby. He was on standby. And I don't, I don't think that's authentic, to be honest with you. I think mm -hmm. that's inauthentic. I didn't Why are like you ha person. hanging out in LA the whole time that, you know, I mean, and, and I like the dude, I mean, I want to hang with him. I, thought, I think he's cool, but, and, and I honestly don't think he realized what a small human being that David is because uh, a person Reggie's size wouldn't come on camera on a TV show, you know, looking for someone that small. Yeah. I mean, it's just how like, just talk. And I'm like, do you realize how small this person is that you're looking for? This, this doesn't make you look macho and, and like you're defending your, I mean, Tammy could have kicked his butt to be honest with you. That would have been I better TV. <laughs> 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 but I mean, uh, I mean, again, again, a lot of people that watch that think that David, um, was the victim because he had been badgered into that argument. And I mean, I agree. I mean, uh, here's I think the they thing. were both culpable though, to me, they were both. Yeah. And that's why I didn't feel like I needed to step, step in for either one of them. Both of you guys created this. You sit there in this same house 30 years later and have another ridiculous argument that doesn't mean anything on television. And me as a 47 year old wisely instead of getting down and doing the wwe one two three count this <laughs> i'm going to stand in the kitchen and talk to glenn about rice krispie treats because that mm -hmm. doesn't you're as stupid as what i did the last time y'all started this mm -hmm. 
are these Rice Krispie tr- treats all they're cracked out to be? I gotta know. They're you know, actually pretty. They're good. I'd like to know. Considering I don't eat that stuff, it was delicious. It was so good. <laughs> I had a lot of sugar and marshmallow, so. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't there like it was a big process that went into making those things, right? And required a lot uh, of butter, the right, the right of butter. ingredients, from what I hear. And the lack of <laughs> utensils and making it kind of was a challenge as well. Yeah, that's yeah. never <laughs> helped. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm curious about both of your guys' relationships or any lack thereof, I guess you could say, maybe in the, the case of David post show. Because I mean, I talked with Beth about how they're. Uh, relationship kind of had a falling out once the show came out of course but um did was there any attempt on his end to try and reach out to you guys or reconcile or have you guys kind of because i know he's been uh you know kind of posting some things i don't know if you guys have been under the crossfires yourselves but has there been any on your guys end as far as reaching out maybe feedback i mean i re- i've reached out to him when he was like really on a roll posting things and I'd be texting John, did you just see what he put out again? And and finally, I reached out to him and I said, look, I get it. But don't don't stoop to anybody's level. Just don't do it. And um, uh, he actually has been texting me a couple little things here and there, some funny memes and stuff. But um, so we're still in contact, but at a distance. Yeah. You know, I still care for him. And yeah. I reached out to him, making sure he was okay. And I think he called me one time when he was in, I think, North Carolina, but I could not understand him. Let's just say that when I did talk to him. And, yeah. um, but, but I think he's back in LA. I think he is, you know, but he's got my number. I've got his number. We're still friends on Instagram and Facebook. So the line of communication is there. Well, and the thing is too, uh, you know, he's, he's attacking, Tammy and Beth S on his post. He's not attacking Irene and I because Irene and I were, you know, very helpful and encouraging to him. We weren't, we weren't fussing and fighting with him. So, um, you know, that's the reason that I don't think, you know, he's not posting ugly stuff about us. And so it enables us to reach out to him a little bit more. Yeah. And I think the real world Instagram, uh, posted a photo recently. I think it might've been actually a week ago, a week ago or two weeks ago. It was like of you guys. Uh, I don't know where you guys were, but it was like a group photo, and it was after he left, obviously. And you know, he he had his own spin on it to kind of like make, oh, make yeah. it funny. But like deep down, it kind of like hurts to like see that because like, although like he might be portraying you know what he wants to portray, like deep down inside, I really feel like he's feeling left out in that. And you know, it's kind of it's kind of sad to to hear and or see, you know. But that's just my take on that. Yeah, it was that yeah. photo of us at the end of the street right there. When we yeah. All came back yeah. From brunch. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, yeah, that was the day that we left the house. I mean, that was, that was uh, brunch and then we were out. So we snapped a quick picture. Uh, but I mean, he left the house. I mean, when you leave the house, then you're not in the final day pictures. I mean, nobody's attacking you. Nobody's singling you out. It's, hey, guys, we're leaving today. Let's take one more picture. And it wasn't, hey, let's take a picture while David's not here. It was just, <laughs> He wasn't there, and that was his own choosing. Yeah. So did you guys personally, how did you guys feel about the portrayal and edit that you guys had? Like, were there some things, or did you like what you saw, or were there some things that stuck out to where you're like, I really don't like that? Well, I I liked, I would say, the majority of it, but I had a moment, of course, where with me and Tammy, and, and I think it was, and, and, and it's so funny because, well, it's not funny. That night, it was John's, um, you know, debut of singing. Uh, my, and they didn't get any of this backstory. My father was in the hospital. Um, right when I started filming, he went in and 911 being called on him. He was pretty sick. And right in the height of COVID where he couldn't get a bed and he needed to be in the hospital. That night, they called 911 and, and they had to um, take him to the hospital at his performance. So that is all going on. So um, I was upset that night and we came back to play that stupid fishbowl game. And um, yeah. Can I stop you? Can I stop you? Yeah, you you can. I I don't want, I don't want to interrupt you because it's rude, but let me interrupt you. Yeah. So 
an hour and a half away in Calabasas or Thousand Oaks or very far distance from our house was my performance. Mm -hmm. It was a great night. I think we started at 8 o'clock. So we're 10 o'clock <clears throat> getting back in the van, the, the SUV. They have some GoPros mounted in the van. We're all wearing microphones, right. but there are, are no camera people. And we get in the car. All of us are in the car. All of us. It's a very eerie moment that all of us were in a location and there were no camera people and no production people. Right. And they were packing up their equipment and they were trying to get in, you know, the production vehicles. And it was just a long day. And it was, you know, uh, uh, a thing that was being filmed offsite. So it was just a lot of logistics. And we found ourselves sitting there waiting for them because, you know, reality TV is different now. So, hey, guys, can you wait for us? <laughs> and because, you know, they want to get back to the house um, before we did so that they, yeah, so they could get us getting out of the car. Just, you know, little things like that that don't bother me about reality TV. But if we found ourselves sitting in this car and Tammy goes, okay, guys, the boss just told me that we've got our eight episodes of, of, of content. That if we wanted more episodes, the 10 episodes that was hinted we could have, which meant significant more money for all of us. Of course, we all just wanted more episodes because we like being on TV and we know this is never going to happen again. So eight, eight episodes is not as good as 10 episodes that we got to give them more content. So, you know, here's Tammy, the reality superstar, you know, queen, uh, the expert of, of, you know, TV now. And we're listening. And she's saying. Are you guys willing to ham it up and give them more content? Or are we just going to play it safe and go back to the house and go to bed? And we're like, no, let's go for it. Come on. Let's, 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 you know. And so for the hour long trip home, Glenn acts like a complete buffoon, like acts like a three year old in the car. And we're like, this is not what we're talking about. You're just being annoyed. Yeah, wait till He's the like, cameras are on. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, I think in that moment, honestly, all of us, all of us lost our minds. Mm -hmm. when we got back to the house, it was 11, 30, 12, 12, 30, almost going on one o'clock. I mean, lack of and, sleep and a bottle of wine for me. Yeah. So I mean, my roommates right were there. drinking at my performance yeah. and, and we got back yeah. and there's this bowl full of questions that, you know, we thought, Hey, we should play this at some point. And so we decided to play it then to get more episodes, to get more money, because we were told that if we gave them more content, there'd be more shows. And I think, honestly, there was a subconscious decision in all of our minds to act like complete idiots. Because when we got back to that house, and, and I take the blame, I read the question about the law enforcement and uh, uh, George Floyd and Irene, what do you think about it? And I opened up this, I even said the word, this is a can of worms, let's go to another yep. question. It's 1.30 in the morning, why are we doing this? Let's ask a different question. And no, 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 no. And I knew that, and I talked to Irene because we're close friends. She wanted to address um, law enforcement at this homecoming. We hadn't yet had the chance. So when she said, no, 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 go ask me, ask me. I'm like, okay, she wants the opportunity to address the, you know, the law enforcement issues we obviously have in our nation. And, you know, George Floyd, we, we lived in the city where the Rodney King beating and riots happened a year before we lived in the house in 1993. So, and now we're living at that point, we had come off, you know, the fresh George Floyd uh, whole situation. And so it's like, we should address this. And so I just wanted to interject it, Irene, that we had that conversation in the car where we all agreed that, oh, let's yeah. go for two episodes. Yeah. Well, and then when you asked the question, I thought, okay, this is a good time to talk about it, right? When are we going to talk about this again, you know, ever again? And woo, little did I know that I was going to open up a huge can of worms, you know, and, and it was fine because I got to say my piece. You know, and, and, you know, Tammy wanted to say something about me. That's fine. I don't care. And really, Tammy really. got Tammy got a meme. She got a meme out of it. She got a meme out of it. You're welcome, Tammy, right? <laughs> what everybody strives for, huh? The meme. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, so. listen, I, I've known Glenn and Irene for 30 years. Okay. Literally 30 years. Um, I have never once, never once heard the N-word come out of either one of their mouths. Ever. Ever. And it's not like either one of them were using the N-word. Right, we were having a discussion about racial prejudice and hatefulness, okay? I've done mission work in Africa, okay? I sponsor dozens of African children. I've, I've got a young man that I mentor here that I've taken in as a son that's African-American. Okay, I, first of all, I struggle with the term African-American for mm. American black folks because 
I've been to Africa. There's not much African about, you know, the, the Americans that are black skinned. I don't use the word colored, but I did that night. I never use that. Have you, Irene, have you in 30 years ever heard me use the word colored? But I sure sat right, there in that, I sat right there in that crazy house and said, I've got colored kids <laughs> in my house right now. Glenn said the N word. Irene, you know, we don't. That's, that, that was not. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. I know. It wasn't, I'm just it like, wasn't. I can't believe that just happened. And that's <laughs> where I said, you know what? I'm out. <laughs> the thing in the world. I mean, it's, it's just, it, it, I don't know if we were just all off our rockers and were delirious from having been thrown into this weird reality camera situation again. But it was, it was weird. <laughs> and Tam, Tammy said, Woo, I just, I can't, I can't, I can't. And here she is with her bonnet and her robe. I mean, it was just, it looked like, it looked like the Miss Pat show. That's <laughs> what it looked like. <laughs> Tammy's sitcom is it just, and it's like, oh, Tammy is carrying this show. It's like, I don't know if Tammy's carrying it or if we have just all lost our minds being put back in this situation again. But it wasn't uh, a, a fair representation. I mean, I mean, look at Irene. Irene's a minority, right? Mm -hmm. Irene's a minority. She doesn't use the N word, okay? Um, I, and I, I wasn't using it in a derogatory way or anything. I was just pissed off at Glenn because he said it, and I just repeated the word. And Glenn wasn't using it. Let's be fair to Glenn, who's not right. here. He wasn't Glenn using was not that way using the word. He was telling a story. Okay, where someone say? someone had used it. Now, I, I personally, even when I'm telling a story, I wouldn't quote the actual word. But now let's just look at the other side. Let's look at the other side of the coin. Until rappers and black folks stop using the N-word, I, 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 I'm having a hard time with them telling everybody else they can't use it. Now, I, I think it's inexcusable. Don't use it ever for any reason. But I'm also calling on black folks to stop using it rappers to stop using it yeah. i don't care if it ends with an r or if it ends with an a if it's a hateful word let's just cancel the word we want to cancel everything else in the world let's cancel the n-word i mean let's okay. just cancel all of that but no 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 we can say it but you can't say it white people sure can't say it and latinas you can't say it if it's 1 30 in the morning after john's concert and we're on a homecoming it's just like who can say it? No one can say it. All right, no one. And it's just like we have lost our minds. We have lost our minds. And and literally, when it all ended, the executive producer comes out and he walks out through the room. And Glenn goes, "So did we get our ten episodes?" And he goes, "Mm-hmm, mm-hmm." So we ended up with our eight episodes. And so yeah, it's like just crazy. Just crazy. I knew as soon as I saw it, I was like, "That's that's the token episode. This is going to be the yeah. tag." And that's not a representation of our season. We literally didn't fight about race. I mean, it, there are there there was a time at the very very beginning uh, in the Winnebago where Tammy just had some preconceived ideas that because I was from Kentucky and she'd never been there and she didn't see any black people in my hometown, which there are some, uh, that I was a racist. Well, before right. we even got to L.A., she's looking at the camera going, "John's not a racist." John's not a racist. We never fought about race again. It never got brought up again in 22 Nothing. weeks. Mm -mm. I mean, it's it's just, it's a very cruel, torturous thing to do to somebody to point a camera at them 24-7. Because they second guess everything they say and do. They say and do things they would never otherwise say or do. Ask me how I know. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's just, I mean, there's not a, they're not a racist, prejudiced, ever even a, slightest instance of a time in 30 years i've ever even even can imagine glenn using the n-word or irene using the n-word or me saying the word colored which i know is offensive I, I mean what i meant to say is i got black kids in my house right now that i dearly love but i said the word colored why because i'm an idiot there's there's a camera point there's, like, yeah, there's, I was an three idiot cameras too. Pointed, there's three cameras pointed i mean i don't know what to say so let's say the stupidest possible thing i could say on television Mm. Just that's like the to... second we said it too, we're like, oh, oh man, uh, <laughs> you can I, I mean, take that? I back? mean, I, I love Glenn, but I wanted to punch him not because of what he said, I but because to punch how him stupid too. what he said. How stupid, Glenn, don't ever say that Dude. word. You're on TV. Did you forget we're on TV right now? He did, he forgot. Do either of you two like understand Glenn, like, like who he is? Because I feel like that's like a thing with like the people that watch the show, they're like. We don't really know what to make of him, you know, like back in the I saw this comment today, actually, 
when I was preparing for this. Someone said <laughs> under that photo of the one that got shared on the Real World Instagram page, what the hell happened to Glenn? He was such a hellraiser back in the day, and now he's like a. This is my words, by the way. This is quote unquote. Now he's a quiet, bald, middle-aged man. That's what the comment said. Well, I, you know, I think all of us in the thirty years have led some life, okay? And he was young on the show. He was, you know, um, wild and free back then. Then he grew up. He had children, and he became a father. And he became a father who actually, for a short period of time, didn't have a relationship with his children because of the relationship with his uh, with their mother. So there was a lot of, you know, drama that he went through. And I think when you get to that point and he was at a point now where he's happy, he's happy, he's um, happy that he's got a relationship with his children we change, we change and maybe we come a little bit more subdued. And that's what he was. And he's a, he's a business owner, you know, so he's got a business to take care of. He's got responsibility. So I give him a lot of kudos for even coming onto the show to do what he did. Yeah. And listen, and he came into the show in a really difficult way. He came in to replace a guy that had get, got, been kicked out a guy that had been kicked out of a show that you're not supposed to be eliminated from. Okay. This is an American idol. This right. is a survivor. survivor. You're not supposed <laughs> to be eliminated. This is the second reality show of all time and you're not supposed to leave. So he's replacing someone that got kicked out of the house. What? And yeah. so he's, he entered into something half, I mean, half stream. That's weird. It, you just struck me. You said, when I was preparing for this podcast, how in the world do you prepare for this? I mean, that's, <laughs> I I'm like, say that. if anything, <laughs> <laughs> emotionally but, you know <laughs> yes i agree wholeheartedly I, I wanted to say exactly what, what irene said he had kids he had 30 years of life and i don't know that i would have categorized him as a hellraiser um back in the day i do get glenn i mean to be honest with you he's Maybe a very too. unique a very mm -hmm. unique guy he's a very mm -hmm. unique guy but he's a he's a harmless guy he's a mm -hmm. good guy and he, he's actually become a very consistent friend he, he adores me and and compliments me and um he's a spiritual guy yeah, uh, I pray for him. He prays for me. He's a deep guy. Um, and he he's 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 different. I mean, he's odd. He's he's odd. But we all are. I mean, so are you, John. I'm very odd. Look at me. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm odd. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm on a reality TV. It's why we got cast, to be honest with you. But I do get Glenn. I get his humor. Um, he's a very sensitive guy. And, uh, and, and I think honestly, he, he gets a bad rap because, mm -hmm. uh, people, people didn't understand him. They didn't understand him for a lot of reasons. He entered into our show in a strange way. I mean, he, he uh, the, the cards were stacked against he and Beth A. And a lot of people say about Beth A, oh, wow, we got to know her on the homecoming. We didn't get to know her on the season. It's like, no, I mean, she came midstream and her whole story was that she was a, le a lesbian. So, I mean, that was it. That's all they wanted you to know about her. That's all they showed about her. And then it was, you know, back to the old, you know, cast. And um, but she really got a lot of um, kudos and attention. She got a lot of uh, Internet commentaries because, I mean, it's like, wow. I mean, Beth A turned out to be the queen of the show. She made a lot of sense. She's mature. She's loving. She's a compassion. How do we miss that? I'm like, well, you missed it because you were watching an edited show. I didn't miss it. I've loved Beth A since the day she walked through that door. I mean, mm -hmm. I've, I've known what a caring and good-hearted person she was. I've known that I've loved Beth A and how valuable of a person she was in my life all along. So it's just that, you know, finally um, the editing showed her true self. They did her justice. They did. I'm glad that they showed who she was because it allowed me an opportunity to get to know her, too, since she replaced me. I mean, we may have talked to each other on the, you know, on Facebook and whatnot, but now, now she's my friend, yeah. you know, and now that's I, a weird I, dynamic. <laughs> I mean, oh, honestly, is. because Glenn had never lived with David and honestly, Glenn said to me before the homecoming, I don't know why everybody doesn't get along with the guy. He seems really great to me. I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I love David. Yeah. He, he's my roommate. He's not my housemate. He's my roommate. Like, like he's, he's a brother of mine. They're twice now. Twice now I have helped him carry his suitcase his out of that house. <laughs> I mean, twice in life I have helped him move out of our house early. And, I, and, and so on night three, Glenn came to me and he's like, I want to throw David off the roof. I'm like, yeah. well, 
Yeah. Now you understand. I mean, David lasts about 10 days. It doesn't matter if it's 1993 or if it's 2021. David lasts about 10 days in this experience. That's the average. Yeah, that's and, the average. Then, yeah. and then it's, I mean, I'm, I'm not exaggerating. It's about mm-hmm. 10 days in both. But Glenn's like, this guy's, he's unlivable with. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I mean, actually, yes. It, it's actually, you can't coexist in this experience with him. We're over two. He's over two. We're over two. And Glenn got it. He understood why, but he had never lived with David and, and Irene had never lived with Beth A. And so they ran into each other in Hawaii and they're like, Hey, you're on the show I'm on, but we never lived together. And now they're best friends because it yeah. took time. And, and it's a beautiful thing. I mean, I'm like, Oh yeah, Irene, you never, you never lived with Beth A. Oh, I forgot that's weird. Cause I know them both so intimately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what would it take hypothetically in the future if they decide you know what? I think there's some meat still left on the bone here to revisit. What What are like some dominoes that would have to fall in order to maybe potentially revisit this three to five years from now? Well, um, you know, first, um, the blessing of my husband. <laughs> first and foremost, his blessing and um, a better paycheck. Just to be simple, better <laughs> paycheck. I'll go. Hey, I'll go. And, 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 and I'm in. I'm in. I mean, yeah. I've had two great experiences. And uh, you asked us earlier how we felt about the way we were portrayed. I didn't like everything I said and did. I didn't like everything that Irene said and did or Irene said and did. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad I did it. I'm glad mm-hmm. I did it. I got to get back on TV in front of the world and say, this is who I am. These are my core beliefs. Um, you know, I mean, you want, you want, you want your soul to be bared. I mean, I do not everybody on the planet does, but to be able to sit in front of the world and say, this is who John Brennan is. When you see John Brennan on the real world, that's who 18, John, 18 year old John Brennan is. This is who 47 year old John Brennan is. I don't say and do the right things all the time. I don't like the way I look all the time. Yes, I'm fatter. Yes, I'm balder, but I feel <laughs> am a loving country music singing real world living mm-hmm. i'm still the same dude and it, it, it's a great experience for me i mean most all of the feedback is positive and i get relationships with i mean i wouldn't be talking to you right now mike and we've become friends i mean i wouldn't be talking to you if i went on this silly show and irene i never would have met you right. and uh i mean Boy those from kentucky are, i would have never met yeah and you would have missed mm-hmm. out because boys from kentucky are awesome yeah <laughs> Well, pretty pretty soon you guys are going to shift from being the focal point to then the people that others are going to be coming to advice for, if that makes sense. Mm, because mm-hmm. whenever that time comes, there's going to be another set of people going well, back I sp- to their house. I just, uh, about an hour ago, I spoke to a uh, future real world homecoming cast member. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're going to be streaming soon. And we'll be old news like the New York season's old news. And uh, let's just face it. I mean, the L.A. season, once again, 30 years later, has been better than the New York season. Absolutely. And I, I see the beautiful skyline there behind you, Mike. And I love New York. Oh. I'm, I'm actually coming to visit soon. But, I mean, the L.A. season of the real world just has taken it to another level. Once again, different Like decades. we did in 93. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, it's to the point, honestly, where Eric Neese didn't even want to be on the New York homecoming. He was part of our homecoming. He was That's on right. our show. He planned so that COVID if, thing, if right? Eric yeah. Neese, if yeah. Neese didn't want to be on, he's on our show. Then that tells right. you On a scale from bitter to sweet, where are you guys at now with it kind of being like the five minutes remaining of the 15? Uh, I'm, I'm sweet. I'm, I'm good. I'm John, what about yeah. you? Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I wish I had it to do over again. I would do things yeah. differently. I mean, this roller coaster of, of, of fame and attention from reality shows, it was really, really high in the mid-90s. And then, you, you know, you dip off to obscurity and no one cares. No one asks you for your autograph. And then, oh, there's a homecoming. John, you're relevant again. And then it's kind of short. Yeah, it goes back down again. Huh? Yeah, it goes, it goes, it goes back, back down. And it's like, you know, this <laughs> time's been a lot the different. So, John. The difference is, John, you can stay relevant because you have the internet. You can. You can keep yourself up there as long as you, you know, you do it the right way. And, and I, I see you doing that. I'm going to stay relevant. 
You know, I'm yeah. going to be 90 years old and I'm going to be posting my workout videos. I don't care. Well, and, and you know, relevant's not the right word. We're not relevant because we've been on a reality show. We're relevant because we're children and creations of God. We're valuable people. people. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you, you've got a great family. You've got great things that you're involved in. You're helping people with nutrition and diet and exercise. And mm-hmm. everything you're involved in is awesome. And you're going to keep doing that. And so, you know, there may not ever be another real-world homecoming for Los Angeles. There may never be even a reunion or a get-together. We may never be in the same room with those seven people again. And uh, I think we knew that it's a possibility, but it's not a probability. But if they called right. tomorrow and said, John, would you, I'd say yes. I mean, if they called me to do a challenge, I'd say I've been on challenge number one, five and 10. I'll go and do a challenge. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, I think I need a Irene's itching to get in there too. Mm-hmm. Irene's a baller. Look at those guns. Look at those guns. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. Going to be 55, the double nickels this year. And um, you know, I could uh, outdo a, a 25 year old right now. Oh, true story. True story. True story. <laughs> Listen, well, we don't know if there will ever be another reunion, but as far as reunions go, I think both of you guys know that anytime you're down to reunite on my channel, the invite's always open. And um, awesome. you know, I had, a, I had a fun time chatting with you guys. It's a little bittersweet on my end. I don't want to say goodbye to your guys' season, although, I mean, I'm, I'll, I'll admit, I'll be watching the next one, whichever one it ends up being. But well, I'll uh, be watching because uh, it's more fun to watch these people be idiots than to actually be one of them. <laughs> I know, me too. <laughs> I'm looking like that, forward yeah. to that. <laughs> hey, Mike, you do a great podcast. That's why you get so many challenge people on your show. And that's why real world people, and all they got to do is watch one of your podcasts. And they're like, oh, I'll be on that guy's podcast because it's a non-threatening environment. You ask good questions. You let your you let your guests speak. And, and uh, man, it's actually really well, enjoyable. One of them speak a lot. Yeah, I talk a lot. <laughs> I talk a lot. <laughs> yeah i gotta get irene i'll send you uh one of those shirts soon yes you don't, thank you don't you. feel left out i felt left out when i just saw that mm-hmm. yeah we, we have to <laughs> spread the wealth around here <laughs> absolutely absolutely do, do you guys want to plug your social medias or anything or are you guys set as far as um well i'm at irene's uh irene's real world la on instagram irene setner on twitter and yeah, with a check mark on both of those, and Irene Sutner um, on uh, Facebook, the same thing. John, you want to take the floor? Yeah, my, my music's at johnbrennan.com, and so my merch is at johnbrennan.com. No H, just J-O-N, brennan.com, and then I'm on uh, Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, John Brennan. They don't let you do .com on Twitter, so it's johnbrennan underscore com, but yeah, we got the blue check. We did. We weren't important enough to get the blue check until Paramount Plus came through. Thank you, Paramount Plus. <laughs> that was the goal after the show. We just want that blue check mark. Yeah, it's not like, hey, when do we get our check? Hey, when did yeah. the show? Can we get- it was like, when can we get verified on social media? <laughs> <laughs> Once you got the blue check, you're in. It's like a fraternity. We actually are getting imposters out there. So, I mean, I get, uh, you know, people like, oh, did you ask me for, a, you know, a follow? I'm like, no, report no. that. Listen, John, I don't doubt many people are posing as you out there, you know. They got to be really bored. You got to be really bored to go, hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start an account and pretend to be that guy from the real world. That guy with the cowboy hat? That's who. I mean, not a big star, just that obscure guy. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, uh, it was great chatting with the two of you. I'll keep in touch and obviously follow what you both got going on in your lives as well. And, um, Till next time, everyone that tuned in, thank you again. And uh, thank you two again for uh, coming thank on here. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. All right. Talk All to right. you later, John. So long.